When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, families, Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian, as always, and we are bringing you another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. And once again, we're going to dive into one of our listener questions. We so appreciate your questions. It's what makes the show the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you've got a question, you can go to wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com, and you will find that there is a form there, a submission form. You just type in your question, and Michael gets it. He sends it off to me. I'll respond to you, and then we'll put it in the queue, and we will get to your question. And um, uh, we, we have so many good questions all the time, and uh, today is a really interesting one as well. Uh, also on wonderofparenting.com, you're going to find links to our sponsors, and we hope that you will at least check those out especially if you need them, but just because there are sponsors and because of them, we're able to come to you free of charge. Uh, the first is the Center of Place of Hope and our good friend, Dr. Jantz and his team is there to serve you in any way that they can when it comes to emotional challenges, uh, eating disorders, addictions, and we encourage you to check them out. There's a link to them. And, uh, and then Michael has been consulting with our newest sponsor and they also do great works, uh, and that one's tailored particularly to boys. Michael, give us a little heads up on our newest sponsor. Yeah, that's the Forge School in Benton, Tennessee. And um, I visited there, met all the staff, uh, you know, worked with the school. Uh, just a wonderful place, 55 acres. It's for boys, uh, teen boys, 14 to 17. It's residential treatment. So these, you know, these are going to be boys that are, are it's, the normal school system's not working for them. Uh, they have issues. Um, uh, and the journey to manhood that they go through at this school is really wonderful. It's an integration of all the best of attachment theory and all the best of residential treatment with the best of Gurian, the best of boy friendly, the best of, you know, rites of passage and, and all of those things. So check out the Forge School and you can access them off of uh, wonderofparenting.com. So as I mentioned, we have a question today uh, from one of our listeners and uh, the question's a little longer, which is okay because it gives us all some some things to work with. And I think there are going to be some of you parents, uh, as always, who will resonate with this question. And so let me read it for you and then we'll, we'll begin to um, uh, hear what Michael has to say. A quick background. Mom of two boys, seven and eight, beautiful, energetic, intelligent boys. My oldest is a very smart boy, always top of his class. He is a skilled soccer player, quite the energetic one, and very sensitive under all the tough layers he might appear to have at first sight. He is, however, more of a challenge in the sense that he tends to choose friends at school that overshadow him and allows himself, to a certain extent, to lose his own identity or personality and becomes a shadow puppet who ends up making the wrong choices in certain circumstances. We have seen this trend since kindergarten. He's now in second grade. He's sticking to one friend, who are usually the class troublemakers, 
the rude ones, no discipline limits. Things, fortunately, have not scaled beyond the usual notice from his teachers, saying that he's not respecting class rules, not behaving properly, not being nice to other students, etc., and an occasional parent-teacher conference to discuss his behavior. As an outsider and a mom, what I see is these particular kids, who usually have really strong personalities, taking advantage of the fact that they have that one friend, my son, whom they can order around and who will do anything they ask of him. When I ask my son why he makes these bad choices, his answer usually points towards otherwise he won't be my friend. The result is usually my son limiting his interactions with other friends, forming an unhealthy relationship relationship with just one kid, and getting stuck in this mutual non-beneficial relationship for usually the entire school year. We have worked closely with his teachers and counselor because they have seen the potential my son has, even hinting he would be an amazing leader if he were able to empower himself more, positively direct his actions, and especially have no fear in making the right choices and decisions. Simply put, we constantly work towards my son shining with his own light. Any guidance as to how to help him thrive by not only realizing but really believing that he himself is is a wonderful kid with boundless potential and improving his self-esteem will be greatly appreciated. Cheers and keep up this amazing work you two do for the parenting community. Um, So uh, that to me is such a strong question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, kind of heartbreaking for parents who've got a son or daughter who is in that situation. So um, I, I'm really excited to hear what you get, what your initial thoughts are on this particular question. Yes, beautiful. Um, I, I, there's a lot of directions to go on this. Let me start with maybe the surface, and then we'll work down. The, uh, the uh, well, actually, a very deep thing to say is that how incredible this mom's. Uh, insight is, yeah. you know, I mean, it's really, and she articulates it so well, and she's so intuitive and understands this kid and, you know, bravo to her. Um, uh, on the surface, uh, what I, what we could say is, oh, this is, this is a phase, you know, I mean, certain personality structures as they develop could, could go through a phase of this where they are, they're, they're alphas in some ways, like he's top of the class, you know, intellectually, et cetera, but, but he's really beta in in another way which is that he attaches to um kind of a behavioral alpha let's call him and he attaches to that person and and you know becomes a shadow or um uh, even becomes a mirror or tries to be a mirror and and that this could be a phase so let's just know that that's possible um uh, at the same time you know not going to let this go especially because he's doing things that aren't aren't right or good. So um, so then we start looking at, okay, what's happening inside the personality structure? Uh, is there, uh, next layer down is, is there something going on with this guy? You know, um, so let me just get that out of the way. Has there been trauma? Has there, has, um, is the, like the father isn't mentioned here, is the father gone? Has there been a divorce? Is there, you know, is there some sort of developmental trauma that's existing um, that's sort of uh, compelling his personality to go toward this safe haven of being told what to do by the alpha and doing it and then getting the admiration from the alpha, you know, from his friend, getting that admiration. Because there's an attachment. They form an attachment, right? He forms an attachment with this other kid 
that I'm calling the alpha and he the beta, they form an attachment and he gets, he accent behaviorally and, and gets admired in that attachment. So it has something happened in his other attachments, like in his family system. That would be something I, I would at least ask, ask them to ask. Um, and then, uh, and then that takes us to kind of wh where is the dad? And in terms of helping this boy with his self-esteem and his self-confidence, so that he can be confident and resist, let's say, uh, having to form this kind of attachment. Um, I, I'd love to see a lot of dad or a lot of male involved for this guy, you know, at eight, to, for that to be starting, for him to be doing more with dad and more with grandpa and more with these, these sort of males as he's now moving into pre-adolescence. Uh, I think there's gonna be maybe some help there in helping him to sort of form a structured, stronger self there's also a male self. Um, those are a few things that come to me. I've actually made a lot of notes, but I'll stop talking for now. Those are a few things that come to me. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, alpha male stuff was the, the thought that came to my mind as I was reading the question. Um, and and I, I wonder, and this is, this is you know, I'm, I'm the non-counselor, um, how, how easy it can be sometimes for us if we've got that one person who will pay attention to us um, and we feel for whatever reason that it's hard for us to make friends or maybe other people won't accept us. It is pretty easy to gravitate to that one person who will show us attention, even if that attention's getting us into trouble because we do crave those attachments. And uh, uh, so th this is a little boy who seems to be saying he needs friends, he wants friends. It's just how do we help them discover uh, the right friends? Um, so what, what are some strategies that you, besides the, the, the dad thing, which is important, what are some strategies even mom can begin to implement alongside dad or a male role model uh, where she feels like she can help her son grow in his sense of worth and value and choose better friends? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a few things I would suggest you do. One is to contact that alpha male's parents and... Um, start a conversation with them uh, about this dynamic, you, you know, because kids are raised in tribes, kids should be raised in tribes, they need that. And that means the adults talking to each other. So I think that, that expanding the, these conversations out, you know, outside of this nuclear family, but expanding it out uh, into the other family will actually elicit organic responses that can only be elicited through that conversation because you know then that other mom or other mom and dad or however that's constellated will say oh you know we've noticed this and okay we'll 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 watch for this and when he's when your son is over at our house we'll watch for this you know and and so the tribe gets involved um, uh, and I I say this these are both relational one relational was more male uh, uh, the other relational is uh, expanding out the family that's you know into these other people and also relational is going to be therapist if needed to help the guy these are all relational strategies because there isn't actually a, something that a parent can say 
you know, there isn't actually a tip on something like right. this because this right. is a developing personality structure and that, and, and personalities develop in relationships. So, um, we want to form these relationships around him. And, and, a, and a fourth relational strategy I would, I would say is if, if it gets to the point where he is doing bad things with this other kid, then um, there is nothing wrong with parents saying you cannot see this mm -hmm. child anymore. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, I had to do that with one of my kids and my, that child, uh, thanks both Gail and I now, uh, that she got involved with someone who was, their family was in, in all sorts of upset. There was a lot of trauma there. And this child, um, uh, you know, went, was going through trauma and did, was doing things, acting out in ways and embroiled my daughter in that acting out. My daughter got in trouble, you know, and we at a certain point said, okay, that friendship's over. And, and there was rebellion, obviously it's a week or two of, of anger and you can't do that. And I'm a free being and you know, all of those things, which are normal, <laughs> normal. Yep. Uh, but if, if this child is, as I've said many times, right, my thing is danger. If this child is in danger, then our job as parents is to, um, is to rescue and care for our child. So if, Relationally speaking, if these parents, this mom and dad and et cetera, think that, that this eight-year-old boy is in some kind of personality development danger uh, or in danger of doing something really bad with this other kid, then they have to cut off that relationship. Mm. And then what they'll want to you know, do is for a while really provide attachment and provide you know, joy to this child. And then the child will gradually find other friends. Um, this is a child, this is probably an introspective child um yep. you know he's he's energetic and all of that but by personality he's he's going into this kind of introverted uh, in, in relationships so introverted and he feels sort of weak and he doesn't he he and he just absolutely needs these attachments uh so you know if we have to cut him off from that attachment let's make sure to give him other ones so i, I want to go back to the, uh, the the strategy of talking to the other family and um, so if, if you were saying that to me, I'd immediately panic and say, oh, okay, so how do I do that? What do I say? Because I don't want to call up and say, your son is getting my son into trouble. That, no, that's no. not going to build a strong relationship. So what are some, thing, what are some ways uh, you know, to do a little role play, for lack of a better word? What are some things that a mom could say calling up the other mom, for example, and say about her son so that the onus is more on her son than the other son? And, and uh, how, how would she approach the other mom? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, some of it would just be, I'd love to get together with you. You know, our kids play together. Mm. Uh, it's clear that our kids play together and really like each other. And they do A, B, and C together, soccer or whatever they do together. And I would love to get together with you. Got it. Um, and and that's the first thing. And then you have lunch together or you, you know, have coffee together or whatever works. You take a walk together, whatever it is, you form a bond as parents um, because your kids know each other. Mm -hmm. uh, then if we get to, and if it, if it does not organically get to the point in this budding relationship between these parents, if it doesn't get to the point where this comes up, um, this uh, kind of attachment comes up, then mom is going to say, you know, I, I notice that our two boys get in trouble with the teacher. Hmm. So rather than I notice your son has gotten yeah, my yeah. son in trouble, we do, you know, that we want to avoid that for last resort. Yeah. It's going to be, I notice they're getting in trouble with the teacher or I noticed, or, or my son, Joe, said something to me the other night about Jim that just seemed very interesting to me. And, you know, what do you think? And so it's, it's, it's parents talking together about their kids and their kids are equals. 
they aren't alpha beta or anything. They're just equals. They're just friends. And the parents are talking together about that friendship. And, and then organically, I think some things come up you know, and, yep. and the mom says something like, um, are you okay? I heard something bang. Yeah. Yeah. Something fell off the chair. Fell good. Off the chair. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and, and so some here organically, somehow then mom is probably going to bring up, uh, specific things like when they, when they got in trouble with the teacher for blank, uh, my son said this, what did your son say? You know, so my son said it was because, mm-hmm. and then that may be where, you know, my son said, rather than I'm accusing you, but my son said that, so that Joe t- or Jim said that he ought to go put a tack on the teacher's desk. <laughs> I don't know. I made that right. up because right. that's something that happened, you know, that one of our kids did when I was growing up, but uh, on the teacher's chair. And then, you know, now, now Jim's parents or, or Jim's mom is going to say, oh, well, I didn't hear it that way. I heard that it was your son, you know, blah, blah, blah. So now they're actually dealing with something concrete mm-hmm. and they'll work their way through that. Um, the last resort is, look, I know your son's the troublemaker. Um, uh, improve your son's personality. That That's the last resort because, you know, that that's going to be concomitant with you and your son and my son will no longer be friends. Yeah. So that's that's later. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and and I, I think what's great about your approach is you're coming at it from a relationship perspective. You're both in this together. Your, your sons like each other. You want to get to know each other. And then you can talk about how your sons are doing. It's a great way to do it. Um, I think what's really good about what this mom is doing is it sounds like she's got teachers and counselors involved already. He's in second grade. And so they're, they're, I, I would imagine that these teachers are also aware of the other boy in the story and can probably mm-hmm. provide insights. So that sounds like a great strategy as well, having the teachers involved. Yeah, yeah, all that scaffolding is good to use. All that relational scaffolding. Mm-hmm. So, so what um, when you're looking at raising the son now, and and we're focused on him, and you mentioned it a little bit with, with um, you know, getting dad involved and so on, and again, re- re- remembering that this is a, a second grade boy. What are some things that they want to pour into their son in terms of values, in terms of self understanding, that at a second grade level. Uh, he's ready to deal with, and and these are some things that he can do uh, by way of gaining more confidence. Yeah, we kind of divide that. It's it's a great question into three categories. Three, I would divide it into three parental categories. Um, as we talk to him about the behavior, the thing that he did, which thus far has not been terrible, 
right? She said, thus right. far, not terrible. Um, when we talked to him about the thing that he did, we're looking from a values perspective slash moral perspective. We're, we're saying to him, in our family, we don't do things like that, right? That That's wrong behavior for us. We don't do things like that. So that moral standard and that value standard is set and it's promulgated, it's it's uh, presented articulately to the son. You know, the son needs to say back to us what we just said, you know, so we, the son gets it. Okay, yeah, that's the thing we don't do in our family. That That's a bad act. Okay, why is that a bad act? Uh, because it has this consequence. And that, that moral conversation is happening um, and the, the values are being presented. The, the, the second parental thing that we're doing is we're moving, we want to move him more toward his islands of competence and help him to get more friendships in those islands of competence, like soccer, like schoolwork, you know, help him get those friends in those islands of competence. Um, uh, and, and in terms of self-esteem building, keep him focused in his islands of competence, the things that he does well. Um, and he just spends more time doing those things. And then, then thirdly, as a parent, I'm directing, I, I'm intervening with him in, uh, to whatever extent he's verbal, um, and a lot of it is through osmosis. I'm intervening toward resilience. I'm intervening toward self-confidence, so that when he, when he appears to feel unsafe, he appears to feel afraid. Um, I'm helping him to be courageous. I'm helping him to see that he is safe. And the reason I say that is that he attaches. Circling back to what I said before, to some extent, he attaches to this this alpha because he feels safe with that person hmm. um, and he feels courageous with that person, right? He's courageously yep. doing these bad acts with that person. Um, and also he wouldn't uh, attach this way unless he felt safe with that other kid. So I, as a parent, want to keep that in mind now that that's why he's doing that. He's not doing that because he's a bad kid. He's doing that because he feels safe there. He attaches there. So now, uh, and, and he feels courageous there. So now I'm going to message courage with him in other ways you know like i i think what you did with so-and-so was really courageous hmm. and i'm not in his life so i don't know what that would be or the right, way that right. you're so I'll, I'll make something else the the from client from my previous clients i i the way that you defended that kid when he was being pushed by this other kid that is courageous and look at you you stood on your own and did that you know you were hmm. courageous on your own and did that you didn't need anyone near you you did that on your own. You're courageous. So find the things in his life in which he's in which he is being fearless, or in which we can help him to be fearless and courageous. And he hopefully won't need to then attach as much to someone else who makes him feel that way. Wow, that is that is really helpful. So uh, he is in soccer. Yeah, and that's so, an island of confidence for yeah, sure. So there must be some other boys then, or boys and girls for that matter, that he's playing with. Uh, is it ever uh, okay for a mom or dad to kind of watch the team and say, boy, that that kid looks like kind of a nice guy to, for my son to hang out with, and then maybe set up a play date? Oh, yeah. Um, That's really primal, I think, for us as parents. We, we, we're looking around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that, that instinct can backfire. I mean, you could pick the wrong friend for your kid <laughs> yeah, or whatever, right, but right. sure that can happen. But, you know, we're all parents and we want the best for our kids. And so, uh, and this child is only eight years old. Like at right. 15, you know, he's not going to care about who we think he should be friends with. But at eight, at eight, we can do some directing. It'll be yeah. subtle. But uh, yeah, yeah, we target, 
um, you know, we target this other kid named name uh, uh, Johnny. And yep. and hey, I've gotten to know the this kid's parents. We're all going to go together for a picnic. Uh, you know, let's go. And mm-hmm. then and then here we are now picnicking and doing a climb and doing a hike and going swimming or whatever it is with this other family that has this other kid. And you know, bonds form. So yes, I think that's primal and it's fine. Yeah. Now uh, he's in second grade, and and mom and perhaps dad have seen a pattern. Um, and, and they're rightfully concerned about it. Um, but at second grade, how concerned should they be? Is this something they should really be worrying about? Or it does, it, it seems to me she's doing all the right things already. Well, yeah, I think what you do is you give this, you give this six months. Um, well, first of all, you intervene if the child is ever in danger, of course. Right. But if this pattern continues with this child with whom it's not really danger, but it's kind of like, mm, we don't like how you behave with this guy. Um, we take six months to to implement dad, to implement other men, to implement directing this child away from this this alpha friend and toward others uh, subtly, uh, to implement the conversation with the other parents. We take time to implement all of these strategies and um, these these diverse attachments that we're going to help him form. Um, and then we revisit. And by the time we revisit, now we may be forced to revisit because he actually does something really bad. Um, uh, or, you know, it may be that the pattern shifts. It may be mm-hmm. that actually we strengthen him in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, you know, or, but whatever happens, we revisit in about six months. Um, and then in about six months, we see what has worked and what hasn't worked. And if at a certain point, it, all of these strategies are not working um and he hasn't quote unquote grown out of this phase um because i think to some extent every one of these kids does every one of these betas grows out of it a bit and they Mm -hmm. especially if they're as successful as he is very smart top of his class very skilled athletically you know a lot of these guys grow out of this personality phase and they do you know they do see themselves as as stronger and they do Form attachments with kids that are not perhaps unhealthy, but if you know if none of that stuff happens, um, then at six months or eight months, whenever it is, then we start thinking, hmm, okay, we may need a counselor because by then this guy's going to be nine, he's going to be pre-puberty. We're still worried about this. Yep, we've done all these interventions. Okay, then let's look at a counselor. Yeah, good. Well, well, this is really helpful. I hope, uh, mom, that this has been helpful for you. And, um, you know, kudos to you again for being aware of it and writing about it. And this is what's fascinating to me about being a part of this podcast. You know, we're old guys. Uh, we're in our sixties, so we're, we're sitting in our rocking chairs most of the time, a little drool going down our cheeks, right? Um, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) But, uh, but what I appreciate about younger parents, because that's who we have is you, you are watching your kids. And you're asking the right kinds of questions. And um, so kudos to you, parents, for such great questions and and, uh, really wanting to make sure that you raise good, young, wise men and women out of your children. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate it. And uh, again, listeners, thank you so very, very much for your questions. If you've got a question, please go to wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. There's a form there where you could submit your questions. And uh, those of you who are regular listeners know that we 
for the most part, this show is about your questions. And so we'd be happy to, to look at those and, and add them to the queue. And also want to encourage you, if you'd like to join our Facebook community to do that, it is a, uh, it's a closed community, so you, you just let us know you want to join and we let you in. And um, it's just great every week to go on there and see parents like yourselves uh, talking to each other. And uh, here's the situation I'm in. What do you think? And, and sharing resources. And, and uh, so it's, it's a great way to take the podcast and go deeper with it for those of you who are interested. And, and we're close to like a thousand people on that. So we'd love to have you join us on that. Uh, so we thank you and we look forward to being with you next time. We hope you have a great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.